We want to warn you, some of the language you're about to hear may be offensive. I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a big <laughs> and took text just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Shut up and sit down. Six months later, after you're done with the, the, the chesticle feeding, Right? You can still pump in. I'm taking she can do it right after. Well, yeah, but you can't drink because I was like, you I want to take you out and you get you drunk. You just pump it out. Oh, you pump? Yeah, you just pump, you just out, pump out. You just pump out the alcohol, the alcohol version. And you just and then, get rid of that milk. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Or, there are test or, strips. Or re drink oh. that milk and get drunk again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, what's what? What? We'll put the system on trial. <laughs> Look, ab- absolutely pump it out. But if you throw it away, that's alcohol abuse. Exactly. That's right. Well, can you make it into true. a cheese? Can you imagine we have like <laughs> yeah, beer cheese? Alcoholic cheese. Can you imagine we have a party? Like, wow, Rocco's really wasted and his breath is rank. Yeah. <laughs> what is he drinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, good times. Good times, great oldies. That's a was that a radio station said that? I think so. I think there's been a lot of stations that have done that that's true that's true well welcome everyone how uh you know how are you uh, not that you can answer back so it doesn't really make any sense and but we care do we though we we tell them we do yeah that's true just send us money yes so, <laughs> please send us money and nudes and yeah mostly full frontal male nudity yes so today's a special episode of critical mass um we don't have dan with us today um unfortunately uh dan had a passing in the family um, so we wish them well, and we wish the worst things on everyone else. All, all our condolences to Dan and his family right now. And to no one else. And to absolutely no one else. The rest of you all can suck, and I can't stress this hard enough. Hard enough. My entire dick. The entire dick. The entire dick. Well, get your microscopes ready, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's very small and hard to find. But we're going to be we're going to be making slides in here in a second. <laughs> Who has the iodine? I mean, really you could accomplish it with just a very small flick of the tongue. <laughs> so today we're doing politics and beer. Yeah, you and I don't really get a, a whole lot of chances during the show to really let ourselves go down the politics hole. Because, you know, we have guests and we're talking about stuff and Dan tries to keep us relatively corralled when we start getting too fired up. He's good at that. Yeah, he is. But there's no Dan here today. There is no Dan. But there is a lot of beer. There's a lot of beer. And there's a lot of awful politics. A lot of lot of awful politics. A lot of awful people. Yes. And I think, I think maybe we should start there. I don't know. I feel like I know in my group of, I don't want to say friends, I have a core group of friends. And I know them, and there's reasons I hang out with them. And then I have, like, another ring of friends outside of that, and there's a reason I hang out with that. Then I've got my ring of acquaintances, right? And in that ring of acquaintances, I now know how many of them are racists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I think I think what's been more amusing to me to see over the last couple years is the uh, – I'm trying to look for the right word here. I don't want to say unintended racism – but 
the people who don't realize that they're being racist. The ignorant racist. Yes. I think I brought we brought this up on a previous episode. Yeah. Once. It's they mean well, but they're racist. Yeah, like <laughs> like their hearts in the right place. They're not doing it from a genuinely racist place necessarily. Correct. But you're just like do you even listen to yourself, yeah, man? Exactly. Like I love when they're like it's the people that say, and to give a good example of this, I think, is the people that say, I'm not a racist, I have a black friend. That person. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't, just because you have a black friend, that's not some kind of vaccine of racism. Exactly. It doesn't, you're, you're no, it's not that you're immune now just because you interacted with a black guy one time. Exactly. Like, oh, I got a friend who's Puerto Rican and that's like the same thing. Like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> not even close, No, but not at all. And and I think that that's the rough part. And people, they don't get it. And then they say, well, I'm a Trump supporter. But just because I'm a Trump supporter doesn't mean I'm a racist. And OK, that might be true. I would have bought I would buy that line like for about the first six to eight months well, of his presidency. I buy it. But this is the thing. I buy it the whole time. And I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't make you any better because what you're saying is if you're a Trump supporter, okay, you're not a racist. I believe you, but what you're saying is racism from other people. That's okay. It, it's it's not the you. Reason, the reason why I, I was okay with that stuff early on in, you know, like late in the campaign and early into the presidency was because he said a lot of the right stuff. Yeah. Drain the swamp, this and that, you know, a lot of stuff that a lot of people were wanting to hear at the time. Sure. And I was completely dismayed when I found that he was made president. Mm -hmm. But I said, I couldn't. I still remember waking up that morning. Just what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching the election footage that night when they finally announced it. I was like, how, how did we get here? Yeah. How did this happen? Yep. Um. Anyway, but, you know, for the first uh, at that point, I was like, OK, this is a thing. This is what we're doing. I will give him the benefit of a doubt and I'll give him a chance to see what he does. Dave Chappelle's kind of uh, when he he hosted SNL right after it happened. And that's what he said. He said, let's give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, for all we knew, he could have come in and done done some good stuff. Exactly. He. He didn't. No, he did the literally the opposite of whatever the good stuff is. Yes. Um, and now we're here where we are. So like early on, I had friends that were like, eh, I was a Trump supporter. I'm like, all right, I can I can get it, you know. Um, but now. At this point. Like, if you're truly still saying I'm a Trump supporter, I'll give you I'll give you leeway if you tell me I'm a conservative. I'll give you leeway if and you I say vote on party lines. Yes, I'll give you leeway if you say I'm a Republican. Okay, I don't think differing opinions are bad. Exactly. The problem is, is that the power structure as it is now, the Republican power structure, is so insular mm -hmm. at this point mm -hmm. that if and really you can just look at the kind of policies that they're passing yep. to to prove my point on this. If you are not an extremely wealthy white man, the Republican Party power structure right now, the 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 movers and shakers of the Republican Party yep. 
give precisely zero fucks about you. They don't care about you they at all. They do not care. But will tell you, they don't tell, and the, the thing is, too, that I've noticed, I've learned, because you're absolutely right, but what I've learned is they don't, they don't exactly lie about it, and I'll tell you how they do it. And, and I was watching some of the CPAC stuff that was going on this oh. past week. First of all, we're going to talk about that later, some of the just the disgusting shit that came out of that. But they will tell you that they're fucking you. Well, we're going to do tax cuts to the, to the upper class. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And instead of saying, you know, we're going to fuck all the people under under the upper class they just point and say the democrats don't care about you at all and yeah that's what they do it's this is what we're gonna do we're gonna fuck you so hard and the democrats don't care about you you just described it's like it's like someone being <laughs> it's like someone being raped and while the rapist is doing it, he's blaming someone else. <laughs> it's not me raping you. It's that guy over there. Exactly. It's, it's the it's the person whose skin color is not the same as ours. Exactly. And and that's I'm not trying to and everybody calm down. I'm not making light of rape. No, I'm it's just an awful use, thing. That's, an, that's that's why we're point. using it because it, it's awful. It's the worst possible thing. And this is this is not a joke. This is what's happening. They are literally raping these people. They're cutting all kinds of benefits. They're cutting veterans' benefits. But but you kneel for a flag. So let me get this straight. The same people that love Trump are okay with him cutting veterans' benefits. The people that are supposed to defend their country and defend the flag, but they're not okay when one black person kneels for the flag. But here, what the fuck? Here's the hypocrisy of it. The people who are still diehard Trump supporters... Mm-hmm. Yep, yep are the same people who wear those stupid fucking t-shirts with the I own a gun, I worship God, I'm an American, I love freedom. And it's like you love you 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 constantly scream to everybody about how much you love freedom and how much you love America. But apparently it's only your freedom. Correct. It is not freedom for all. Yep. It is not equality, you know, liberty and justice for all. It's not. It's not. It's liberty and justice for me. Yep. And me and the people that think like me. Yes. And if you're a Muslim, a Muslim? No. no. If you're a Mexican, how dare you? Yeah. You are not a lot like give us our you're tired, you're our, poor. Our whole our whole fucking country was founded on people coming here from other places to create a better life for themselves. There was not a single person, with the exception of Native American descended people. Of course. There is not a single person in this country who or was here originally. Not a single one. Period. Nope. Uh, not mine, so, not yours, nobody, unless so you're for, Native American. For literally anybody mm-hmm. to say anything about immigrants, really. Anything, Any, anything. Anything. Else. You can say, oh, there, you know, well, I, I speak to the to, to the more, 
middle ground conservatives, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys who are like, well, you know, we need more security and stuff around this shit. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. 100%. I absolutely think that we need more border we control. Need we need border more border control. security. We do. We need the, social workers yes, down there we at need, the border. We need to, the system to get naturalized and to become a citizen is so fucking convoluted. We need this express lane. Yes. It doesn't need to be this hard. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And people don't understand the the environmental and the economic problems that are going to come by building a wall. First of all, the wall is a symbol of racism. If you don't believe yes. that, you're fucking stupid. Number two, migrant workers come into the States, pick avocados for three cents an hour. So that way, when you go to Wagmans and they're only two ninety nine a pound... That's a beautiful thing, right? They come in the country, they work for cash, they work for fucking pennies, they br- they go back to Mexico and give that money to their family. I don't see a problem with that because I love avocados and I like them being two ninety nine a pound at fucking Wegmans. <laughs> I, everybody wins, and no one's coming here to take my job. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt for just a moment, please. Since we're doing a beer and politics special, yeah, I'd like to keep tally here. Okay, so this. That's number two now. Is that num- but is that number two how big? Because my beers are big. Mine are 12 ounces. These are... Those are like 16s. Are they six? I think yeah. they are. This is uh, Roarbox OKB OK Jelly. Um, they have a peanut butter called quarter, Don't too. Be Jelly. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a peanut butter and jelly kind of theme. Yeah. So you've got the Roarbox Don't Be Jelly, which is a peanut butter porter. Yeah. And then they have the OKB OK Jelly. And this is a raspberry jelly porter. Ooh. And it's absolutely stunningly delicious. Upstairs, I have a vanilla porter, which I'm going to tap into after I kill this other one. Um, I'm really digging Roarbox right now. But I don't want to get too far Anyways, off topic. So yeah, sorry. I didn't I didn't no, mean to it's okay. derail our whole thing. It's okay. So, again, you've got migrant workers that they're if they could get trapped in the States... And now they're trapped here. They go back and they go forth. They're not rapists. They're not criminals. They just farmers have people pick crops that you know they don't. They don't give them insurance. They don't give them health benefit. I think that's fucked up. But at the See, same and time, that's, and that's part of the problem is that the people that are still rallying this super extreme right wing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe that all of these people are really this racist. I think they're grossly misinformed because all they're listening to is what these party leaders are telling them. Andrew, the and same... they're just buying into it. Like, you know, Trump's always up there. Oh, all they're sending over is murderers and drug dealers and rapists and that. You know, the drug MS-13, dealers are MS-13. happy down there. They're living like kings yeah, in Guatemala. Like, they're not you coming up here. Fucking see what es- Pablo Escobar was living like. Yeah, he doesn't want to fucking come to the He's U.S. He's not coming here. And he, well, wait, MS-13 is here. Yeah, they are. That's going to happen. That's that's part of globalization. Exactly. They Not don't... everybody in the world is a good person. Exactly. And you talk about this grossly misinformed. Think about this, and this blew my mind. The same fucking people that told you and me to don't believe everything here on TV are the same people that believe everything they read on Facebook. Yes. Fucking A. Yes. My my family, growing up, my parents and older folks said, don't believe everything here on TV. 
And then did you hear this Facebook post where they're murdering goddamn babies in New York? And the state of New York said it's okay to take to rip a, a baby that's in the womb for nine months. They rip it out and they just start stabbing it in the face. That's what the new law said. Cuomo said we can just start stabbing babies that are nine months. And these same people that are like And like what? Well, that's not a thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. First off, that's not how any of that works. <laughs> right. At all. At all. Nobody's just stabbing babies. Nobody. Nobody. Um these the same people who stand on this pro life line. Pro-life is anti-woman, period. Yes. First off, yes. Um, the the people who stand on this pro-life thing and they're like, well, every baby deserves a chance to live, blah, 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 blah. I didn't read the article this morning, and I wish I had. I saw a headline. Because when I open up my browser on my eh. on my phone, it gives yeah. me that, sure. that news feed mm-hmm, page. Mm-hmm. The first fucking headline on that thing was... A girl mm-hmm. who was 11 years old mm-hmm. who was raped and was forced to carry the baby to term and give birth. And you show <sighs> that you show that to these people and they've got nothing. No. Well, what did she do to get raped? That's, yeah. that's yeah. their answer. Well, was she wearing provocative? She was 11. She was 11. Where- she was fucking 11. She was 11. She wasn't. Oh, oh that uh, that SpongeBob T-shirt was a little low cut. Yeah. Like, are you are you out of your really? fucking mind? But in the words, if I may, the words of George Carlin, the closest thing I have to Jesus Christ. Pre-born, you're saved. Preschool, you're fucked. Yep. And and that's the thing is they yeah. don't care. They don't care until so when you're oh save it it's a baby it's a baby it's a bit oh well you didn't ask to be born now you want handouts well, yeah now you want handouts well this is what you want you can't you can't afford to provide for your baby well maybe you should get a better job yeah oh yeah sure i'll just get a jobby oh the job tree oh oh you can't you can't you're not educated enough yeah. to get a better job well maybe you should have gone to college yeah Oh, you couldn't have gone to college because you were busy raising the baby that we forced you to have? Maybe you shouldn't have gotten knocked up. Yep. Yep. When Planned Parenthood, first of all, these idiots, defund Planned Parenthood. I don't want my tax dollars going to abortion. First of all, it's illegal for your tax dollars to go to abortion. Yeah, that's not how that works. That's not at all. Like, that's literally none of that's happening. So shut up. I heard a great story on, on that point the other day. I uh, I have a friend um, from my years abroad, rambling across the earth. Sure. Um, she lives out in California, in Sacramento. Okay. If I recall correctly, um, she is uh, obviously very liberal, yeah. uh, very into women's rights, that sort of thing. Of course. I have no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. She shared a post the other day from a woman who was from New York. The woman was talking about how she was she had gone through Planned Parenthood and because of the services offered through Planned Parenthood, she was able to get timely medical uh, consultation and mm-hmm. diagnosis yep. of what could have been uh, a very serious it, it was 
they thought initially it was uh, I, I read this I ovarian know exactly cancer. You know what about. I'm talking about? I, I read this article. They thought it was like cervical or ovarian cancer or something like that. She didn't have the money or insurance. They paid 90% of her. They paid for almost all of it. She yeah. paid like, I think like 40 bucks yeah. for the whole thing. To save her life. Yeah, to literally save her life. There was nothing in there involved with abortion or or anything of that sort. Yep. It was somebody who needed services. Yep. Somebody who needed help. And which segues me into my next point of this whole fucking thing. I truly believe that America is one of the best countries on the planet. Oh yeah, well, I, I, I I wouldn't stay I, here. Yeah, I love I love my country. I love America. I I think I think my country is very sick right and now. And it's worth fighting for. Yes, but I believe it's worth fighting for. Mhm. You can't tell me that as one of the most developed countries in the world that we can't afford to take care of our own people. Yeah. But we can afford to shoot and kill brown people. We can afford to spend literally the U.S. I might misquote this particular statistic because I don't have it right in front of me. The U.S. spends more yearly on military spending than like the next five countries behind yeah. us combined. Yes. That is that I I think you're I, you might be a number off. Yeah, but but that's and, and true. the point the point here is not that I don't believe in funding our military. I do. We need to have our military to keep us secure. Absolutely. But at the same time, how can you look at us and say we need five point five billion? For a fucking wall. Yeah. When we've already crunched the numbers and found out that we could provide Medicare, you know, health care to literally every single citizen in our country for less than a billion. Yep. But we don't have money for that. Nope. We don't. We don't have money when Obama, when his first draft of quote unquote Obamacare, because Obamacare sucks. And there's a reason it sucks is because of Republicans constantly having them to amend it and amend it and amend it and amend it. Anyway, and my my wife was on Obamacare when she was in school. Guess what? She got free health care. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. She was a student. It worked well at the time. But for other people, it does suck. But we didn't have money at the time. The Republicans said, we don't have Obama. You're crazy. We don't have the money to just hand out insurance to and, everyone. And the thing the thing that people don't... Oh, you don't... want a wall? Let me see what I got in my wallet. Yeah. The thing that people don't get, with, and I hate hearing this argument so much from people because it's... It, as soon as I hear this argument come out of somebody, I realize that they have no real grasp on the topic. None. I talk to people, and they tell me, well, I don't want to pay for other people's health care. Why? That's my question, is why. But here's the thing, is because the people who are who are saying those things are still perceiving that state of health care in the same quantitative way of our healthcare now. Yep. Where somebody somebody who is 65 years old and finds out that they have cancer within 2 years is bankrupt and destitute because it took yep. literally everything they had yep. to pay for their treatment. Nobody nobody wants to pick up that bill and that's understandable. Yeah. But the fundamental basis of it is that 
when you remove the for-profit insurance, mm-hmm. those costs no longer they're no longer at that level. They drop. They drop dramatically. Yep, and that's people. That's what people don't understand. I read a story the other day about a guy who was vacationing over in, uh, I believe, Thailand. I feel like you and I read a lot of the same articles. Did you see this too? Most likely, Thailand, yes. the Philippines. I can't remember oh, what country over there. He went over there, paid like ten bucks or some shit. He got violently, deathly, deathly sick. Yep, and had to go to the hospital. Yep, and he was terrified. Because his insurance wasn't covering him because of where he was. He didn't qualify for the country's health care for their own citizens. Yeah. Um, And he wasn't sure how much he was going to have to pay. He went into this hospital, received prompt treatment from very knowledgeable doctors. Who spoke English. Who spoke English. Yep, I read this In a very clean facility. Yep. Very nice hospital. Yep. 80 bucks. And hang on. Andrew, socialized medicine, you're going to wait in lines because everybody wants it. You're going to wait in lines, long lines. And because we can't, aff- because it's not profit, we're going to get the worst doctors. But see, we're going to get the uneducated doctors, the worst ones. They're going to leave. They're going to go to other countries. You mean that also have socialized medicine, yeah, you where dumbass? The, where are they going to go? What? Oh, they're going to go to the Netherlands where it's all fucking socialized, yeah. anyways? This is the thing. I, so long, a long time ago, in my younger yesteryears, okay, I went on one, a business trip to Boston for six weeks. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. I did it for the Northern Land. Um, Wait, you went where? Boston to uh, a, an R&D facility for a client of mine at the time. I, I don't want to talk about who the client was. Sure. Um, we Offline, we can talk about it. But sure. anyway, um, it was 11 of us that went on this. Um, from different vendors. It wasn't just the Northern Land. There were other vendors that were there, too. We all became great friends. A couple of the other Northern Land folks. Are you talking about Canada? Northern? You keep saying no, Northern I, Land. Is I that a company? It's a company name. Okay. Yeah. I was there for the company of the Northern Land. And there were other Northern Land employees. However, they were actually from the North. They were Canadian. And we got we were got drunk one night like we did every night because we would work hard and party hard. That's what we that was the whole mantra of the whole trip. Oh, work of hard and party hard. So we're at a. Bar. I think that should be everybody's exactly. mantra. Yeah. So we we get our Charlie cards. I don't know if you've been to Boston. Um, last time I went to Boston, I was not old enough to be able to do things on my own. Gotcha. So I just got drug around downtown oh. to historical sites by my mom. Well, we did the historical sites, too. We just did them inebriated. It was a lot more fun. I, I'm sure because last time I got to go see Faneuil Hall with my mom, who is raging out because she really doesn't handle cities as well as she thinks she does, um, it, it wasn't a great time. It's really cute when Boston tries to say that they're a major city. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean literally like anything bigger than. Rochester? Uh, no, even <laughs> even Rochester is too big. Jesus. I don't have any I don't have any good city anything bigger than like Canandaigua. My mom just doesn't really cope well in. Fair enough. I know some people that are like that too. But anyway, so we get on the topic of healthcare and I've got a couple of my Canadian friends there and they're, you know, they're like I don't understand America. I don't get it. And I said, "Well, what don't you understand?" Like, "Okay, so you pay for insurance out, out of your out of your paycheck. I said, yeah. But then you go to the doctor and you got to give them money. 
And I said, yeah. So why do you have insurance? And I said, well, insurance covers part of the cost. But that doesn't make any sense because you pay for insurance, so shouldn't it not cost anything when you go to the doctor? Like, that would make sense. Like, if you pay into insurance, because he's like, my taxes are much higher than your taxes. But when I go to the doctor, I have to show the my equivalent of a social security card, which is a citizenship card in Canada. Yeah. And then it's covered. They don't have to pay anything. Yeah. He said, unless it's, like, elective. If it's elective, then, yeah, there's going to be bills. And the one insurance they do pay for is dental. They Dental isn't covered in the in – the, in, the, in the state's plan. Correct. Which he's like, so I pay dental insurance, and sometimes, you know, I, I – but that's the thing. I pay dental insurance, and it's covered. It, everything's covered if it's needed, if it's necessary. Anything needed and necessary, I don't pay anything for. He goes, do you think – money's dirty, and you're it in a is. doctor's office, and you yeah. give them money. Like there's a cash rate. He he wasn't. It wasn't clicking in his brain that my doctor's office has a cash register in it. Yeah. He wasn't like he. The look on it. I'll, it's burned in my brain. Yeah. The that, look on his that face. Puzzled look of bewilderment. Like he's just like. So there's a cash register in your doctor's office. I said, yeah. If I I pay, they take the money. They put it in a register. He goes. But money's so dirty. He kept saying that. He's like, everybody touches it. If you're sick, that's gross. So they have this infected box in, you know, in the doctor's office that's not even in a sterile place. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah. Then ambulances. He was not understanding ambulances. In the United States, if you have insurance, the average cost of an ambulance, no matter what, is $500. Yep. No matter what. As soon as you... As soon as you call for it, it's 500 bucks right there. There you go. And that's the minimum yeah. we're talking, okay, with insurance, with the highest of plans, right? Yep. He was saying in Canada, if an ambulance is called because, let's say, you got into a car accident, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing. doesn't cost anything. Now, if your wife is pregnant and she's giving birth, and instead of driving her, you decide to call an ambulance, $50. That's why when $50. I when I first moved out here. But it seems fair to me. That seems fair. No, it's not. And I will give you an exact reason for that. When I first moved out here, it was like eight years ago now, um, I got uh, pulled over yep, yep. for a minor speeding ticket. Sure. It was not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even think it was a speed. I think I had a, I was borrowing, I had just come out here. Like I had literally been out here for like all of three days. Yeah. yeah. I borrowed my mom's car to run up to the grocery store, yeah, grab yeah. a pack of smokes. Yeah. I had a headlight out. I didn't know it. Yeah. I got pulled over. Cop was very pleasant. Nice guy. Said, Great. Hey, want to let you know, you got a headlight out. need to get it fixed. You're going to have to report to court just to prove that you did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah. No big deal. Figure it out. Um, so when my court date came, I'd gone up the road to where the courthouse was, mm -hmm. and as I was sitting there in the in the road waiting for traffic going the other way to, sure. to go by so I could turn, I'm at a dead stop. A woman who came up the road behind me and was busy texting. Oh, good. Um, Rear-ended me at a full 55 miles an hour. And it messed me up pretty good. Oh, well, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I declined 
the initial request by the police officer that reported uh, to be taken to the hospital. Well, yeah, because, because five hundred bucks. Because again, five hundred bucks without insurance, it's a grand. Yeah, I found out afterwards after I had talked to my mom that New York State does a little bit differently. So it's significantly lower if a police officer requests an ambulance yeah, for you yeah. due to a scene of an accident. She was like, no, I don't care how you feel. You take the ambulance. You need to yeah. go to the hospital. Yeah. Just please. And I'm like, no, Mom, it's fine. I'm I'm banged up. I'm fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. She's like, no, you need to go. Turns out it was a good thing because I had had some, I had had significant damage to my neck. Nothing critical. Yeah. I had bad whiplash and my neck was fucked up for yeah, a couple weeks you know it wasn't a big deal um but yeah i think i think that that ambulance i only paid like 60 bucks for or something like know. that okay. but we live in such an advanced country and people are like oh well the lines the lines yeah there's gonna be lines early on and the reason for that is because there's so many people living in the world today that don't go to the doctor for things yep. because they either can't afford it, they don't want to pay that much for it, they just know, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm in that kind of point right now. Like I told you, I've, I've, I've messed up my shoulder. Yep. Um, You know, trying to be healthy. Uh, I should probably go to urgent care it, just to get it checked out. Just yeah. to make sure things are good. Sure. I don't want to because I don't want to pay out the nose mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend fucking six hours waiting for a doctor. Yep. That's no different. You talk about lines. It's no different than how things are now. Exactly. I, I've been in emergency rooms waiting for help either for myself or for my wife. And there's been like maybe... 10 people in there, yep. including us, mm-hmm. and we still sit there for six hours. I waited five hours. I got into a multi, you remember my car accident? Yeah. Multi-car car accident, six-car pileup on Howard Road. I was admitted to the emergency room five hours in a neck brace in the waiting room. You know what that does to a man? A man with a small neck that's very short in a fucking neck brace? Yeah. Five hours? My wife, my wife... That was probably one of the most scary 72 hours of my life, okay? Sure. My wife, a while back, had a procedure done mm-hmm. that required her to get... It wasn't full anesthesia. It's what they call twilight. Okay. And they gave her... Uh, uh, I believe it was fentanyl. Oh, shit. Um, during the procedure. And they... Kind of oh, told her. Oh, thank you. They told her afterwards, like, no, it. Here's the thing. That drug is great for what it's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, procedure went fine. Everything was good. Yep. They said, "Hey, you should probably go home and rest." Yeah. Okay. My wife later that night, despite doctor's orders, but that's another thing, decided that she felt fine. And she was going to go out and have a few drinks with her friend, grab a bite to eat. Okay. Yeah. Please be careful. Understand what you're walking into. Yeah. Obviously, the drinks 
set in harder than they normally would for her. Yep. She got pretty drunk, and on the way back to her friend's place, they were walking back home. She stumbled on the sidewalk as they were walking up to the apartment. Yep. She fell down, bumped her knee. No big deal. Whatever. Okay. A couple days, my knee really kind of hurts, you know? Yeah, still hurting. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, she's telling me one night, my, my knee still really hurts. I say, okay, look, if your knee still hurts you this bad tomorrow when you get home, um, we'll take you over to urgent care. Yeah, yeah. Get you checked out. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure there's no damage to the knee or anything like that. Makes sense. She comes home the next day and she says, yeah, my knee hurts worse. And actually, I'm having a hard time breathing and I'm starting to have a lot of pain in my chest. And I'm like, okay, you need to get in the car right now and you're going. Yeah, well, we're doing this right now. So we get over to the urgent care. Urgent care takes a look at her. And they're like, you need to go to the hospital right now. Like, immediately. Yeah. Like, you're going to leave here and you need to head immediately over to the hospital. We've yeah. already We've already called and told them to expect you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. My wife <laughs> here, is dying and I'm, okay, here we go. Here we go. So we get to the hospital. My wife's pain level is increasing exponentially by the moment. She is nearly in tears. Ha- she cannot take a full breath. She All, all she can do is these little gasps. These yeah. Little, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Kind of thing. We sat in that emergency waiting room for about six and a half, seven hours before a doctor finally got to her. At one point, the pain that she was experiencing became so severe that they gave her fucking Dilaudid, and it worked for her for about 15, 20 minutes. And then the pain and then it was, And then it was right back. But with so, socialized medicine... So we come to find out at the end of this whole thing that what had happened is she'd had a blood clot in the back of her leg... And when she fell, it broke up. The blood clot broke apart. And it all traveled through her body and all settled into her lungs. One of those clots got so far down in one of the corners that there was potential that it had killed off part of her lung by oxygen deprivation. And they weren't entirely sure if they were going to have to open her up to remove part of her lung. Jesus fucking Christ. My wife very easily could have died. Right there, right there. And because of the system that we have, and because of the understaffing and the poor treatment of nurses and facility personnel, that's right. There was nobody there to help her. That's exactly, exactly. And people say, oh, well, you get on socialized Medicare, then that's just going to be what it's like all the time. No, it's fucking not. It is like that all the time. Now. Yeah, it's it's already like that. So where so, is the argument? Where so is your, your argument? Your argument is that it's going to be like it is now, but I should still have to pay out of my own pocket and for that. And that's exactly it. So you you're afraid that it's going to be the way it is now. But it's gonna be free, like not free because you're gonna pay for it out of your taxes. Yeah, and I don't care I'm that saying, those fucking taxes are coming out anyways. Yeah, I don't. People are like, people are like, oh, you can look at Netherlands and fucking they they're paying seventy percent tax rate. Okay, first off, no, they're not. Yeah, no. Second no off, tax rate. second off, I don't care 
if you need to raise my taxes, if it means my quality of life as a whole is going to be better. If you want to raise my taxes and give me parks that don't have needles everywhere you that are updated okay you want to give me national beautiful parks that i can go to at no charge roads that don't destroy my suspension every year exactly filled potholes uh universal health care and daycare which a lot of countries do rolled in and you want to raise my taxes Raise sure. Them. Raise them. Do it. Raise them to tomorrow. I don't give a f- yeah. fuck. I, I don't even look. I don't even have kids. I don't have kids. I don't particularly have any interest in them. We've talked about this. Yes, we have. If they came out tomorrow and said, hey, we're going to raise everybody's taxes, but we're going to start providing uh, universal education uh, at, at, a, at a at a good quality and we're going to start taking care of parks. We're going to make sure our natural resources are preserved, our, our, our national parks are taken care of, and we're going to provide uh, universal daycare providers so people who need to work have a place to take their kids. I'll sign up for that. Sh- I'll be the first one in line to sign up for that. Same here. Look, we're, people are still holding on to this sort of like fucked up 1940s vibe kind of thing. And, the Red Scare. Yeah. And, the Red and that Scare. Was, that was great back then, but our population has boomed Huge. in those years. We need to start taking care we're of at a point. We're at a point where we need to stop thinking so much on an individual level and start looking at the broader picture. If you don't want to live in a community, go live in an island. Yeah, go fucking... There's plenty of vast wilderness still out there. Go live there. Go live there. If you don't want to be in a community, this is a community. We yeah. take care of each other. I have, I, look, I just did this sort of thing. I, like I was telling you, I had some friends that were on hard times. I, I took them into my own home. I let them live with me. I didn't charge them anything for it. Hey, can you grab a case of beer on the way home tonight? Fucking sweet. I'm stoked. That's Th- it. That's it. I didn't have to do that. I didn't get any payment out of it. Yeah. I did it because it was somebody else in my community who needed help. Something very simple. There's no reason that a country as advanced as ours can't do that for our people. Exactly. There's How are we living in a world? In a I, world. I work downtown right now at the big tower. Yep, yep I work downtown as well. Um Every, so you know you've seen it. Everything down there is getting gentrified. Yeah. Everything is getting turned into luxury loft apartments. Yeah. That those ones they're building next to dinosaur right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I see them every day on my commute in. And meanwhile, every night when I fucking drive home from work, I see at least two, three, four fucking homeless people stuck down there with no place to stay. And you mean to tell me that we need fucking four thousand dollar a month condos built in these towers? For what? For what? So some fucking developer can put more money in his pocket and buy himself his 12th fucking sports car? Get the fuck out of here. You know what's going to happen is people are going to move in there. They won't get enough people to move in there. Then they're going to have to divvy up those those huge condos into multiples. Uh, They're going to have to make them low-income housing. And then in comes the drugs and in comes the... You created this. Yes. You created you this. You are perpetuating the cycle of what you're trying to prevent. You know, We need to have low-income housing 
that offers a nice place that helps people get work. There are I'm, two types of I'm not I'm not even saying look, I'm not saying that we need to fucking take every homeless guy yeah. and put him up in a fucking penthouse. No, absolutely. That's not, not. what I'm saying. No. But there's no reason that we can't take some of these buildings that aren't being used or are being turned into fucking luxury yeah. condos. Yeah. Which just makes me fucking sick to even say. But sure take one of those condos split it up into about five or six small rooms you know look these guys are just somebody who are trying to fucking get a foot up and get their feet under them and get moving look give them a place to stay a, a warm bed to sleep in mm -hmm. a place to take a shower and give them some resources to help them get some education there's come on there's a couple so there's the the folks that are homeless because of mental illness that's that's one version of the people that are homeless. They're unfortunately they're just not going to be able to get a job or contribute much to society. Sure, that's that's just how it is, and that that is a majority of the homeless are mentally ill. And I think that if we were able to reach out to them and provide them a safe place, we could. I don't know. They could make light bulbs. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know, but we could we could do something with them that would offer a safe place off the street. And they could be a valued member of member of society. And it would give them a feeling of purpose. Exactly. That's look from somebody that has suffered from mental health and still does. One of the worst things is that feeling of worthlessness. Yep. You you feel like you have no value to add. You are simply existing and taking up space. You have no hope for tomorrow. You have no hope of things being better because you have nothing that you're offering. Yeah. There's no reason. Look, my my wife's grandmother on her mother's side, mm -hmm. she worked with Department of Social Services for a very, very long time. She had two gentlemen that were staying with her that both had mental health issues. They were yeah. They were people that needed to be in an assisted facility. You know, they needed Understood. to. They needed to be in a home yeah, where yeah, somebody yeah. could help take yeah, care yeah. of them. They were great guys. Yeah. Did they have problems? Yes. But they weren't bad people. You know. And no. I rem I remember finding out that they you're had gotten... not a bad person if you own your illness. Yeah. And, and you say I'm going to take steps to fix it. Exactly. But it's still going to be a struggle. Yes. It's not it's not you don't just say I'm going to fix it. Oh, it's fixed. You got you take years of discipline. It took me it took me 7 years. 7 years to go from undiagnosed, untreated, unmedicated. And it was a fucking awful 7 years. I can't there was a imagine. lot. There was a lot of very, very difficult, very painful things that I had to go through. I believe it. I believe it. But but I put in that work because I wanted to be better, and I had I had things in place that allowed me to get the help that I needed. But at some point, did you admit that you were the problem? Yes. That is where and the it, healing begins. But it it started with okay, the problem's me. Because, yeah, for all of my teenage years and all of my early adulthood before that, I thought it was normal. And it wasn't until the end of my, you know, the, the year or two leading up before I finally went and saw treatment that I was like, 
holy fuck, this isn't normal. Nobody else is going through this. Nobody else seems to be having these issues around well, not me. Not nobody, but no, fewer. No, no. Fewer. I, I was seeing things occur in myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were, you know, not, I'm not talking about the internalized thoughts and stuff. I was acting out in ways. Yeah, yeah. That I wasn't yeah. seeing any of my friends have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there's, there's got to be something more here. And at first, yeah, it wasn't, oh, I'm the problem. It was, I need to go talk to somebody about this. Yeah, exactly. And I started talking to people and I started, you know, working through some stuff. And it was, even even when I started, it was probably like a year or so before my therapist at the time was really like, look, we need to sit down and talk. I, I've kind of, I, I realize what you have now. I have your diagnosis and we need to discuss this. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was super scary to finally have a name. Oh, yeah. A name for the demons that I was facing. Exactly, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm the problem. It was that there, there is something fundamentally wrong in my wiring. That doesn't make me a bad person. No, it only makes you a bad person if you, you, if you use as, as an excuse to blame everyone else. Yes. And it makes you a good person when you say, this is my wiring. It is not wired correctly, but I'm going to take the steps to fix that or at least give myself a better quality of life for myself yes. and those around me. I I had a lot of problems and, uh, you know, it took me looking at myself in the mirror and saying, yeah, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. But the and, point the point is, is that people like you and I, we're in a place where we can go get those services. Yes. It, it's it's not a problem. We're employed, I have, we're white, I have a steady, and we're straight. Yeah. I have a steady job. I am a white male, an employed white male. I can go down to the doctor and say, hey, I need help. Yeah, I know I have to pay, and it's silly, but here. Oh, you're white? Come in. Yeah. Oh, you have a job? Come in. There should be. There. No, not even there should be. There is literally no reason why resources cannot be allocated to make these services available to those who do not have the opportunity to access them on their own. Yep. I'm not saying everybody needs to be on a fucking government handout program, but there's people who need help. And yes, are there bad eggs in there? Yes. Are there career welfare moochers? Sure. Sure. But if you look at the numbers, you're going to you're going to find that in anything. Yep. But if you truly look at those numbers, I have almost every job I have ever worked. I can pick out. At least one or two people that are doing literally the bare minimum they yep, need to yep. to maintain their employment. Exactly. Exactly. And so how is that any different? Oh, it's coming out of my money. Okay. So you're thinking about your 20 bucks that you put into the pool compared with the fucking 500 million people in the U.S. I don't even know if that's the right number. But your $20 is the one that's going to that person that's mooching. Exactly. What are you talking about? 
Yeah. Stop. It's not just about you. It's so there's such an egocentric view of the, my money is paying yeah, well, for these welfare cases. Yeah, well when we yeah. live in when we live in a country that's not being run by corporations, yeah. then yeah, your money won't be so significant because you won't need literally every fucking penny that you can get just to keep food on the table for yep. another day. Yep, exactly. Exactly. But this goes back to what I was saying about the homeless. So there's two types of homeless. And, and you and I really, I think, well, at least you did, talked about the mentally ill. And that makes up the highest population of the homeless. Yes. Okay. So then there's the second type of homeless. And these are the folks that literally people say, well, you got to fucking, you got to bu- pull yourself up from your bootstraps. These are the people that literally got a bad hand. You play euchre? Uh, no, I'm okay. I'm under the age of eighty, so no. Oh, okay. I, I'm also not Italian, so. Or well, it's a it's an upstate thing. Oh, okay. It's a Northern American thing. Anyway, euchre is you got. It's like bridge. Isn't you it? got a farmer's hand, and it's all off suit. Okay, you literally have the worst possible hand of euchre. Yeah, you. It's like poker. You sit down at the table. You get your hand seven deuce off suit in the pocket. And you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You're holding five cards in Euchre. They're all nines and tens. And none of them are on suit. Okay? You're you're like, what am I supposed to do with nothing? You look at your partner and you go. <laughs> and you, and you know what I mean? Because, you know, Euchre partner. You don't want to cross board. Yeah. You're not supposed to tell, but you just start. You make the crying face. These people exist. And let me give you an example. There's. Uh, you talk about a guy who. Mom and dad are both dead. They don't have beer tally. Any other family? I'm on my second of my six. My uh, there you go. That was four. I'm gonna. We're gonna do a commercial break shortly, and I'm gonna grab another two. Um. Anyway, so this it's a home a homeless guy. Mom and dad are dead. Yeah. No siblings. Yeah. Um. No other family that they converse with, they talk to, that they know. They had a job. It was a good job. Paid them well. <clears throat> they got cancer. Um, they put all of their... They were never married. No kids. They put all of their money into treating their cancer because they had to or they were going to die. Yeah. Right? Um, because they missed so much time at work because of cancer, they 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 had a, they lose, lost their job because they couldn't work anymore. When the work stopped... Then the the money stopped, the insurance stopped, right? So now they're on welfare. Yep. Welfare didn't cut it. They ended up beating cancer. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. However, the the bills from that ended up putting them out of house and home. And now they're living on the street. They're wishing they had a fucking job. They they. But the problem is they don't have a home. They don't have a shower. They don't have clothes. So now how are you going to walk into a job interview, right, wearing the same clothes you've been wearing for about a week, you haven't had a shower, you haven't had a haircut, you haven't had a beard trim, and now you're just living on the street. This is the second type of homeless. This is, this is the hot... Mentally ill folks they, take up the largest percentage yeah, of homeless. And those and those These other are people, the next percentage. They fall they fall so low in the strata of mm-hmm. society yep. that they they get themselves into a place where they can't get back up. Yep. And all these people need is a little help. Exactly. I've been there. I've 
luckily, fortunately, I have been in positions when I got to that point that there was at least, as awful as it was, some kind of route out. Yes, you had that. I when, had that too because I've been there. Yeah, when I, I had friends. When I, I came had family. here, when I came here, it was because I was fleeing that situation. Exactly. I I couldn't I couldn't survive. I couldn't make enough money to 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 get by where I was living. Yep. Um, and I was fucking living in the garage of a hoarder that was infested with black widows. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I had to sell off most of my worldly possessions yep in order to scrape together enough money to get myself a bus ticket a greyhound bus ticket to get here yep because my mom was living out here at the time and you needed a and pl- I, place I, to be i needed a place to live so i could try and rebuild my Ex- my fucking life exactly there's people out there who don't have that. No, and they're living on the street, and we we piss in their faces, and I and the people that say, well, they're they're a bunch of panhandlers, and they all get together, and there's a conspiracy, and they put their change together, and they actually work for a, a panhandling corporation. No, what the fuck are you talking about? I got people. I don't give money to the poor because they're not actually poor. They're just taking money. They drive a Benz. Now. Sure, but people, see, does that exist? This stuff is this stuff is predicated off of. See, this is. I've talked to people who are afraid of flying. Mm-hmm. Why are you? You're afraid of flying. Deathly. Okay, perfect. Let's, I have to be we drunk. Can, we can do this conversation right now. Why are drunk. Why are you afraid of flying? I have no control, and I can't see through the windshield. Okay, and you see all these. Uh, the, okay, so that wasn't what I was expecting. The big one that I always get from people is. Oh, you always see about planes crashing. No, that's not my thing. I, I'm yeah, s- no, I'm and, smart enough to know the statistics. But anyway, and yeah, you do see a lot of stuff about planes crashing because it's so fucking uncommon. Exactly, it is so rare. The reason why you don't hear more about traffic accidents is because they're they're fucking happening all the time. Ha- while we're having this conversation, too. Yes. Well, since we've started the show, there's probably been seven in Rochester. Easily. Um, it's because it's always happening. Exactly. Airline travel, statistically, is the safest mode of travel in the world today. Exactly. For me, it's a control thing. I always tell them. I said, put me in the cockpit. I don't care if you got to put me in a straitjacket and handcuff me to the seat. <laughs> I need to see out of, the front. <laughs> I just want to see out the yeah. I feel the I feel the same way when I'm riding in cars. I don't like riding in the back seat because I'm always like, eh, I can't I do, see. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. I, yeah. The whole time, just out looking out the front. I'm yep. the same way. It's a control thing. You know, I don't have any control. I'm trusting the pilot is sober enough to get me to where I need to be. Let me pilot the plane, and I'll be happy as fuck. That's fine. I like to drive. I'm a driver. Everywhere I go, I drive. But it's because of control issues. But before we go to, we fucking, we've been talking for an hour without a break. I know. Um, I knew this was going to happen. This, this, we're going to be here. That's okay. <laughs> um, you know, so you've got those two types of homeless people. So you got the mentally ill, which make up the highest portion. And then you've got those that have a, had a bad run of luck. And those are, that makes up another, another portion of the homeless. Now, now we've got a third portion of the homeless 
um, that make up alone make up a smaller part, but if you take them in part of the mentally ill, make up a much larger part, and that's drug addicts. Yes. And and drug addicts, if in this country we treated drug addicts as a medical issue rather than a criminal issue, we would see drug addiction fall sharply. And this is definitely something that's very near and dear to me because one of my best friends passed away um, due to addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, if it was treated more like a disease instead of a criminality. I think, let me let me step in there. I understand the sentiment that you're making. I don't think, I don't think calling it a disease is right. Well, that's, the, no, that's where it gets let skewed. Me, let me clarify. Addiction is a very insidious, ugly beast. Sure. I have fought it sure. a few times. Same. Addictions do not come entirely out of any sort of uh, predication for those things. You're not predisposed to those things. Yes, you are. You, let me. Let me. You didn't let me finish, All asshole. Right, God damn it. Okay. Generally speaking, yes, there are genetic dispositions. I have it. I know full well I have it. I'm lucky that I but, don't. But the triggering cause is life circumstance. True. Every time that I have had a bad run with my addictions, I start drinking real heavy. Or I start... I get wrapped up in whatever else. The times when those have gotten bad have been times where I have felt powerless to improve my situation. Yes. And... I have a but... It is, it, that's, no, that's what starts that addiction. When I first, you know, I've fought alcoholism off and on over my years. And I'm doing pretty good these days. But On a show where you're you're pounding beers yes, right now. Yes, yes, I know. Because and I'm going to drink for the rest of my day. But I'm not doing this. I'm not, every, every time that that has become a major issue, the first drinks were not, I have an addiction that I need to satiate. It was, It was, I am in a place that is fucking awful for me, and I feel that the only release that I can get from this hell that I'm living is to get myself intoxicated to escape it. Yes. No, I, I think you're right, but listen, you have exercised an off switch. Yes, and I have, but that's because, again, and this is the point I'm trying to make, all of these things are so stigmatized, and we make it so hard for people who desperately need the help to get the help. Yes, and I'm not, I'm not just talking. I'm not just talking about the addiction, okay? You can treat an addiction, but if that person is going back into shitty life circumstances, the likelihood of relapse is significantly sure, increased. Sure, it exacerbates it. But how do you... The thing about addiction is... 
and when people get mad, like, oh, it's a disease, they did it to themselves. It could have been anything. could have been caffeine. Not, it could have been cigarettes. I'm not saying these people did I'm it to themselves. I'm not saying you. I'm saying overarching. People get mad when you use the word disease, okay? My best friend, okay, had a great job. Excellent job. Beautiful family who I know personally. Wonderful fucking people, okay? Wonderful, beautiful people. I know them very well. What bad life circumstances did he have? No. He didn't have any. But this is what he didn't have as well. He didn't have an off switch. And that's the disease. The disease is the off switch. I am blessed where today I'm going to drink all day with you, okay, for the show. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I got to go to work on Monday, right, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not going to drink at all. I can turn it off. I have proven that I can turn it off. You have said you had your a bad run of situ, a, a bad run of luck or a bad situation causes you to start drinking, right? Yeah. But then your situation will change, and for you, you have the ability to turn it off. Sure. <clears throat> okay. But, I'm not saying you didn't and, have an, a short term addiction. And I'm. I that's don't, the disease. Yes, and I'm not saying anything that's here the disease. to 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 discredit or dishonor your friend. No, I think I know it's an that. awful thing that happened. I know that. That guy had something up here that was bothering him that he had no support for, that he felt that he had nowhere to turn to ease some kind of pain that was going on. He here. had every piece of support at the time when he, it happened. But he when it happened, he it was available. It was available when it hadn't been available for a long time. Yeah, okay. But the first time he went to do that, sure, maybe it was a party somewhere. He was having a good I'm time. Sure, it was. We partied together the, all the time. The subsequent times after that were to ease some kind of pain that was unseen. To fill a void that will ne- would have never been filled because of addiction. Because of his disease. The the off switch, the the void that would never be filled, that would only be filled with constant therapy, constant help. That's the thing that I hate when people are like, Well, addiction, they did it to themselves. You and say the, you say constant. I don't believe it's constant. I was told Well, there's hills and valleys. No, I was told initially when I first started medication. That I was going to need to be medicated for my entire life. Yeah. I sit here six years from that point and tell you I don't need medication anymore. Yes, but it's These so things... much different than addiction. Addiction is a chemical imbalance in your head, which you had to. That's yes, that's what I have, yes. You had to, but it's it's a it is addiction is something you're gonna have to have for the rest of your life. Yes, and I still, even now, have to be careful. Like, yeah, I've committed early today. We're drinking already, and I'm probably, I'm going to have to pretty much just maintain this thing for the rest of my day. (laughs) Yeah, right. Otherwise, I'm going to have a really shitty afternoon. True, true. But I also know that means that, okay, granted, tomorrow I have the day off. I'm probably going to drink a little bit tomorrow, too. That's awesome. Because I'm going to be sitting around playing video games most of my day. But right on. 
you know, when the work week comes, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I need to back off of it for a little bit because I've overindulged over the last couple days. Yep, yep, yep. And I need to take a step back so I don't I don't cause any, myself any problems. Makes sense. I'm not saying that that's not a real thing, and I'm not disagreeing with everything that you're saying. What I'm saying is that there is such a bad stigma associated with these well, things. Well, yeah, huge stigma. That you can have all the support in the world, and especially as men, and maybe even more so as white men today. Society has painted a picture where for us as white men, everything's always great and sunshine and everything is perfect, and any show of a chink in that armor is perceived as crippling weakness. Fair. We have no way of knowing now what your friend was trying, what pain he was trying to stop. But I tell you, there is more to addiction than a simple need for a chemical. I I can agree with that. I, I can agree. I can agree that there were probably something that there are probably demons that none of us would ever fucking whenever fucking know or understand. But I do have to ta- I, I got to go on a bit of a tangent. I have to pee so bad. Yeah, I'm getting to that point, too. Hold so, on a second. We can't. We can't. OK. All right, so we got to go to break right now. Very nice. We'll be right back. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. And we're back. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much um, for listening to our ranting. I I have enjoyed the the ranting. It's been good. It's been very good. Um, this is when you want something to happen, and then it just does. Yeah. It's right on point. It's perfect. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a little while. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but I've been pondering on things, and I know this this episode, beer and politics. Yep. Um, pondering on a question, um, and the question is this, not really the question, but what do you think about, I've, I've been thinking on this a lot, is Donald Trump. Okay. He has a brand. Trump brand. Okay. All right, it's his brand. Okay. I genuinely feel at this point, based on everything we've dealt with, that he had no intention of winning. That he literally never for a minute thought he would win. He thought he would lose. He would use his presidential run to perpetuate his own brand, thusly making him millions upon billions of dollars. And he would have a conspiracy that he would have tons of followers for, that the election was rigged and Hillary won. I think, after all said and done, Donald genuinely was just and still is just as surprised as we are that he's the president of the United States. I would agree with that. Because he has no idea. I don't I don't think I don't think so much that Donald Trump didn't think he would win. 
This is a man who is easily the biggest narcissist I've ever witnessed in my life. Oh, God, yeah. This is a man who believes himself to be uh, above everybody else and better than all of us and smarter and more crafty and more, you know, he has more business acumen than all of us. True. I don't think it's so much that he didn't think he would win. I just don't think he had even the most remote fucking clue of what being the president actually entailed. I uh, yeah. That that makes sense. I found a thing a while back there was a leak that came out of his presidential schedule. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Yes. Executive time or whatever in, it's called. In a course of one week, he had over 160 hours scheduled of, quote, executive time, which is, if I recall correctly, almost never been seen in previous planners. And I, (laughs) what he does during these is he just sits and watches Fox News Mm -hmm. and angrily tweets about stuff. Yeah. Trump has spent more time at the golf course in his time as president so far than any previous president before him. I don't think he had any idea what it actually meant to be president. No, he had no clue. I think it very much came from a very selfish place and a, hey, I could make my brand better and yeah. I could say, oh, uh, Trump was president, blah, blah, whatever. Whatever stupid garbage he came up mm-hmm. with in his own brain. I don't think he actually realized that he was going to have to do stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think he... You know what I mean? He's He thought he was going to surround himself with people that will just do what he says, and then they'll go and do it, and he won't have to worry about it. Yeah, so now he's in this place where he's telling people, let's do this, and people are like, the people around him are like, that's a really bad idea. Yeah. And here is all of the statistics. Here's all the research. Here's all the documentation. All the here notes. Is, here is all the information that you as the president of the United States needs to make an informed decision on the policies that are going to govern us as a country yep. all and of our people. where we stand in the world. Yep. And Trump looked at all of it and said, well, this is a lot harder than I thought. And the answers that I want to be here that make it all really easy for me aren't here. So I'm just going to disregard everything here. And I'm going to pander to my base. I think the pandering at this point is because he knows. Like, every month that goes by, every new poll that comes out, his numbers dwindle. Continuously. Continuously. And I think he knows that. Yep. Which is why now we're seeing more of this like really aggressive, like fear mongering and this really big push on the wall because his core constituents, the the core people that voted for him are generally speaking these really uneducated racist people. Yeah, most of his followers are uneducated racist people. Yes. So he's trying to he's trying to keep his brand going. Of course. But it's 
fucking failing. Yeah, it's it's failing miserably. Do you think that he genuinely committed treason? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm. There's. There's enough that has come out now. There is enough evidence from what I have seen to say, yeah, he probably really did that shit. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not Robert Mueller. I can't say for sure. Yeah. But from what I've seen, and you can say, oh, well, you're just looking at liberal media. Blah, blah, blah. It, no. All media but Fox News, it, it, you mean. Yeah. No, I'm fucking looking at all media. And they're all saying the same thing, except Fox News. Yeah. Michael Cohen has come out in front of Congress now and said, yep, these things fucking happened. And he's already going to jail. Yeah. And that's the thing that people are like, well, he's always been a liar. Well, he was on the Republican team for a while, so that means you hired a liar? Trump was saying at the beginning of fucking his presidency, oh, Michael Cohen, take a bullet for me. He's my man. He's the greatest. Yeah. Okay. But now that he's coming out and saying, hey, yeah, you're right. I'm going to jail. I'm going to eat that. I'll give him I'll give him some props. Yeah. yeah. He did some fucked up shit. He's owning it. Yeah. He said, okay, I fucked up. Please leave my family alone. Yep. Please yeah. don't harm my family. They don't deserve it. Yep. I know I'm going to jail. Here's what I know. Yep. Because yep. this has gotten way out of control at this point. Okay. But now that all of these things are coming out, now that he's saying all of these things, now Trump and all the, the Republican guys are, oh, he's a liar and you can't believe anything he says. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Like, And the thing is, is that the base is so stupid. I still it it harks back to when Trump said I love the uneducated. Of course he does. The poorly educated, I love the poorly educated. Yeah, of course he does because they're the ones that are looking at this and they're like, "Oh, that Cohen guy, he's making all the, he's making all this up. He's already going to jail." And they already clearly said that no matter what he says, it's not going to change that. Yes. Although Mueller did put in his documents that maybe we don't need to completely throw the book at him because he has been pretty helpful to the investigation. But even that, even that was not a, hey, he shouldn't go to jail. Yeah. It was just, hey, maybe we don't need to put him in jail, like, for a thousand years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, he still needs to go to jail. Yes. he's a scumbag. Yes. He's always been a scumbag. Sure. He hasn't just... That's the thing about the Republicans. He, to them, he just became a scumbag. He is now just a scumbag because he didn't follow fewer Trump. Yes. And, you know... This mob cult mentality of the cult of Trump, that's what it is. It's not a cult. It's like any like all politics. No. Party both parties aren't the same. Um CPAC, um, they there were conservatives threatening liberal 
media outlets that were there covering CPAC, uh, threatening them with good luck. Uh, if you write anything about bad about what we do here, good luck getting out of here. Yeah. Like, you're threatening the media? I don't know. That sounds a lot like That's, Hitler. Yeah. All of this stuff now is because these uh, super rich old white guys are realizing that there's enough of the population starting to wake up that shit's about to get real uncomfortable for them. And, it and that should. And that cash flow is about to fucking slow to a trickle. Yep. And I think good. it's, uh, yeah, good. Yeah, fucking good. Those guys deserve to fucking rot. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 and I'm not, I'm not saying people who become billionaires are bad people. Okay? There's... Good examples out there. Richard Branson. Yeah. Train your people well enough that they can leave. Treat them well enough that they don't want to leave. Okay? Dude's a philanthropist. He. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He wants to weird, save the world. Weird dude. Weird dude. Weird dude. Very weird. But is more than happy to just piss away fucking millions of dollars on some kind of weird project of his that. Hey, if it works, it's going to be a huge boon to humanity. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Bill Gates. Oh, there's Bill Gates. One. Bill Gates just did a, an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Oh, an AMA. And somebody asked him, do you think being a billionaire has improved your quality of life, has made you a happier person? Yeah, yeah. And his answer which I respected the hell out of when I saw it, said, oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't have to worry about things like health care or rent or food. I don't have to worry about anything. And it has definitely made me a happier person because I don't need to worry about those things. Now, he also said, we're kind of at a point with society where everybody should have these things. Mm -hmm. uh, because yeah if you want your people to be happy make sure your people are taken care of bottom line yeah exactly so I don't think being a billionaire unto itself makes you a bad person when you become a billionaire and you seek to further that gain by pushing others down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's when you become a bad person yes like, really and truly, there is nothing you can do in this life that you need $3 billion for as, yeah. an, as an individual, period. You don't need You that. just don't. No. So what are you doing throwing people under the bus solely to make sure you have even more? Exactly. Why? What's the purpose? What's the point? You have $4 billion. If you're Jeff Bezos, what are you trying to fuck other people over for for more money? Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he's doing that. No, I'm, but... But I'm saying in general. If you're that guy, what's the purpose? Yeah. What do you... You've... For me, shit, if I was making a million dollars a year, I'd be fucking... You know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be great. I'd have a fucking nice big house. I'd have fucking... All the cars I want, have all the toys I want, 
help my family pay off loans, and then when I'm done with that, I'd start giving to charities. If that I was, I knew. If I was getting a million dollars a year, I would have my entire life set and taken care of, probably within a year or two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, yeah. You get a lot of stuff. You know, some of those numbers get big. Yeah, but at that point. If I'm still making that million dollars a year, what the fuck do I need it for? Yeah. I've already got my perfect home. I've got all my my nice cars that I wanted. I, I've got all the toys. You know, I've got my, my nice man cave that yep. I've always dreamed of. Hell yeah. I've got everything I could want. I'd still live in this house. And then And then somebody comes along and says, hey, here's another million dollars. Okay, what the f- I don't need most of this yeah sure i need some of it to make sure that my bills are paid and of I, course. You know, I still got food in my fridge of course of course but like 75 percent of that i don't fucking need no not at so all so what am i gonna do with it there's no there's no need for me to hold on to it there's another person that may be less fortunate that could use some help yeah i'm not gonna give them i'm not gonna buy him a new mercedes benz no i'm not i'm not, I'm not saying we need to, these guys need to go out and fucking buy every homeless guy a mansion and a, and a mercedes no do but, you need groceries yeah like, you, you need some food in your fridge yeah exactly you, you you need you need a little extra help getting your security deposit to get into your apartment cool hit me up sure get I'll at me some money exactly. I, I don't care it was 800 bucks to me <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You there know, you go. and that could mean the world to that person. That could change that person's that life. That could change that person's life. Yep. And then they can work maybe from there to make that million dollars to be to 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 better themselves. Yeah. And then you pay it forward. You you help somebody else. Exactly. If you show if you show people, okay. So hypothetically I get ten million dollars. Okay. Sure. Sure. I I get everything I could ever hope for. Yeah. I party my fucking face off for a sure. while. I go travel the world and get drunk and shit faced in exotic locations for a of while. Of course. Yeah. Love Hell it. yeah. Hell yeah. In places like Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and and Mexico. That's right. <laughs> but at the end of all that, you still got like. Seven million left. Mm-hmm. Start a little business. Start helping some people out. Yeah, you've maintained your cash flow. You are set for the rest of your life. What are you doing? Why are people working at Amazon warehouses fucking having to sleep in their cars? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you got more money than anybody else on this planet right now. What the fuck? Are you doing? There is no need to cut yourself you could that look, much of a salary. You could look back at your entire company at that point and say, I'm going to give everybody that works for me an extra $5 an hour, and you would barely even notice it in the numbers you see. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You could say, I'm going to make sure that every employee of mine has uh. 100% full coverage. Nobody that works for me is ever going to have to pay anything for their for their insurance. Nobody that works for me is ever going to have to pay for a doctor. Nobody yep. that works for me is ever going to pay for daycare. Yep. Nobody that ever works for me is going to have to wonder where their next meal is coming mm-hmm. from. 
and I'm not even going to notice it, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect my life at any point because I have so much money. Okay, cool. I didn't get $150 million, uh, this year. That's fine. I still got the other $900 million. Yeah. And that's why I can't stand people that say things like, well, how is this business supposed to remain open if they're supposed to give all these handouts to their employees? My response is, if you can't afford to pay employees, then you should have never fucking started a business. That's why. Period. That's one of the things. It's one of the things that made me have the level of respect for our business, the the company that I work for, our founder. Yep, yep. Is that he has openly said and his actions constantly demonstrate his belief in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The guy who founded our business, he's not our CEO anymore, stepped down recently, which good on him. He's yeah. done everything he wanted to do, and sure. he wants to take a step back sure. from things. He's still on the board. He's still involved, but he wants to take a step back and enjoy his life. Yeah, yeah Good on him. Fine. Absolutely. All the respect to that. But he has openly said, I am here. Because of the work that my employees have put in for me. So it is my obligation to make sure that they are taken care of and they are happy. Exactly. And and what is the problem with that? I, I, I personally feel, and I think that if you're an intelligent human being, you should feel the same way I do. If you work 40 hours... A week, full time, meaning you're paying your taxes. Yep. Then you should be entitled, entitled to health care. Yep. Dentistry. Yep. Daycare. Yep. And care for your family. Yep. If you work forty hours a week, I don't, because people are like, well, you know, people don't believe in universal health care. Okay, there's the compromise. If you work forty hours a week, it's guaranteed. Yeah. That's I'll, I'll start there. That's you know I mean? fine. That's a good start. Yeah. But what? Why is that an issue? You know, now now we're we're really splitting hairs because your complaint was you don't want people that don't do shit to get handouts. Now I'm talking about people that work forty hours a week. And, oh, but it's still a problem. And I'm not even mad that money gets taken out of my check for my health care. I don't care. Right? Yeah. That. Seems fine. Yeah, I work. But I'm working. You're taking money out of my check for my health care. And when I go to the doctor, I still have to pay? Exactly. And there, therein lies, in my mind, therein lies the issue. Yes. Is, is that. And then you go to a hospital with mistreated nurses. Who are overworked and underpaid. And, and then you wait six hours, and then they come, and they're pissed because you're being a dick, but you're being a dick because you're in pain. Everybody's angry at each other. Yeah. We don't get anything done. Exactly. Simple as that. I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It, there's too many people who aren't being taken care of. Mm-hmm. By the people that should be taking care of them. Yeah. And it's creating negativity Mm -hmm. between people all the way down the line. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to the hospital 
and you can bitch about how you had to wait for six and a half hours or how the nurse that you got was a fucking bitch. Yep. Or how the doctor that came in didn't really seem to give a shit about what your problem was. Yep. And I will not take away from you that your problem is important because it's you and it's your problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you look at what these people are living through, I have... I have a half sister out in Arizona who is a nurse. Yep. My sister's also a nurse. She is constantly exhausted. Oh, yeah. And constantly having to do these excruciating long shifts. Oh, yeah. I look at her posts. I'm scared that she's, you know, I I get scared looking at her posts. Yeah. On Facebook. And when somebody goes into a profession like that, yep, yep. that is an incredible self-sacrifice. You, well, have yeah. have, you have to have an incredible level of empathy mm-hmm. to be somebody like a nurse mm-hmm. or a doctor or an EMT. Why are these people who we look to for comfort, when I'm hurt, when I'm in pain, when when I feel sick, I'm looking... I, I'm going to these people for my comfort yep. and my my sucker and my, uh, you know, make mm-hmm. help me feel better. If these people aren't being taken care of, how are they going to take how care are of they going to take care of me? Yep. How is the lady who's coming into my room worried about where her next meal is coming from or when the next time she's going to get to see her kids or, you know. Whatever the case may be, all of these problems that people have in their own personal lives. Mm -hmm. How am I going to expect her to come in and treat me, have good bedside manner, be very pleasant, be, you know, all those things that all of those things that we imagine in our head that we want our nurse to be. How are we going to expect that from them Mm -hmm. when their life is not in the place that it should be. Exactly. We haven't, we as a society have not taken care of them. Yep. How are we supposed to look at them and now expect them to take care of us? Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think that that's a great spot for us to, to stop. For today, and yes. I think what I mean, I think what I mean by that, I think you make the best point is how we need to take care of each other. Every, I, everyone needs to take care of each other. Yes, that We're was in a community. That was We're a surprisingly in a country. succinct point that I had made unintendedly. But I think, but that's in, that's the truth of it. We're we're far beyond the individual. At this point. And now I'm not saying that, you know, you need to do specific th- or whatever. Nobody's coming to you and trying to impede on you. Exactly. You do whatever you want in your day to day. I don't give a shit. Exactly. But we as a collective society. And again, I can't I don't know if I can say it in a better way. How can we expect to be taken care of? When we are not willing to take care of those around us. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's, we pay into taxes, we pay into this pool that is supposed to take care of everyone in the country. Yet, 
everyone wants to complain that it's a handout. I work 40 hours a week. I don't need your help. You work 40 hours a week. You don't need my help. But there's this nor guy. Do, nor do you need my help. Exactly. But, but exactly like I said recently, I, I had two friends that were staying with me. It was a, a guy and his girlfriend. Both great people, both yeah, friends of sure, mine. Sure, sure, sure. Um, they were in a bad spot. It wasn't. It's not that they're not working. It's not that they're just sitting around and fucking popping pills and doing coke and drinking booze all the time. It was that life gave them a shit hand for right now. They needed some help. They just needed some help. They are. I was very proud to help the two of them move into their new apartment and to make sure you know. And I remember the guy. The buddy of mine, as we're driving around the U-Haul, he tells me, he says, look, man, I really appreciate everything you've done for us. You really helped us out. I, I want to give you something in return. Sure. You know, some kind sure. of payment. I, I don't know what that number is going to be, you know, but but I want to give you something to say thank you. And I told him, because this was the whole concept of what I did. I've been there. I said, I don't need your money. Yeah, no. I didn't do this. Because I needed your money. Yep, yep, yep. I did this because I've been there, and I know what it's like when all you need is just somebody to fucking throw out a life preserver and just help you keep your head above water for a minute. I said, and I told him, I said, I am so proud that I was able to to step in and help somebody there. And and now you're you've got things in place that you can start to move forward. They're not in a great place. It's not like they fucking moved into some mansion all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, they're moving the fucking Taj Mahal over yeah, there. They, you know, they got a nice little apartment by where they work. You know, they both have jobs and whatever. And it, I help them get down the road a little bit. That's and, what it is. But the thing is, is in the future, if someone asks them for help. Yeah, now I've now I've created that that concept. Sure, I'm not saying, I'm not, if you are in a position where you have enough, you should help those who don't. I, I hate to use them just because of all the stuff that's come out over the years, you know, the last year or so. Louis C.K. said it best during his, his TV series yeah. that he had. There was a scene where he was talking to his daughter, mm-hmm. and his daughter said, I didn't get as much as they did. And he told her, you don't ever look in your neighbor's bowl to see if you have as much as them. You look in your neighbor's bowl to make sure they have enough. And that's the truth of it, is that not everybody is looking for a handout. Most people don't want a handout. They just need a little help getting down the road. They want to be able to do it for themselves, but sometimes you need a little. You need to help somebody to get them to do it for themselves. Exactly. And 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 that's 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 all it is. Are there people that are lazy and don't want to do shit? Sure, but the exactly. issue is is that this administration likes to trump. No, no pun intended. Likes to trump that up. That it's way more. Than it really is. This administration is trying to resolidify and perpetuate the social concept 
that it is not okay to not be okay. Exactly. It's It's, okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to to be in that bad spot and to ask for help. And, you know, I, I had the same conversation with my buddy. I said, yeah, you stayed with us for a while. I said, yeah, I watched you and what you and your girl were doing mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not because not because I wanted to hold it over you or I wanted to lord over you, but because I wanted to make sure that you were doing what you needed to to get yourself down the road mm-hmm. so you weren't just perpetuating this cycle. You weren't just fucking living here forever. Yeah. I have no... Pr- Look, you needed help. I could help. I'm... I'm happy to do that. Absolutely. And I'm glad that I am the kind of individual. You know, it's having some time now to reflect on it, it was a difficult thing for me. Sure. I am not somebody that likes having people for long periods of time in my li- space. I wouldn't want to live with you. No. Absolutely I, I don't want anybody living with me. No. I no, I need I like my personal space. I, I very value my privacy. I know you do. That's why I wouldn't want to be there. Exactly. <laughs> I, but they No offense. They <laughs> no, and and I don't take any offense by that. I understand that's the kind of person I am. At no point during the time that they stayed with me did I ever feel like they were encroaching on me. They yeah. were very respectful. They were very pleasant. Yeah. And they made sure that when shit got right for them, they moved on. But the other side of that was that there was a talk between me and my wife where we said, look, they've been good. They're they're handling their shit. They're trying to get their shit straight. It had been weeks they had been staying with us at that point. And we both said, look, we're doing okay. It's not like they're hurting us. No. We didn't feel comfortable with them leaving yeah. until we knew that they had a stable environment that they were moving yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wasn't just going to kick somebody out of my home with, fuck it, okay, you've been here this long, fucking get the fuck out, hope it works out for you. Yeah, good luck to you. You know what I mean? But that's because they were were working to, to improve themselves. Yeah. Yeah, there's people out there that aren't. They're trying to just perpetuate their own moochiness, you know? And yeah, those people you gotta fucking cut off and get your shit together. Yep. It's su- that's such a small fraction of those people. And with the lifestyle that we are able to attain in the U.S., yep. there's no reason why we can't make this kind of thing accessible to everyone. There's no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason at all. And the fact of the matter is this, is that we live in America, and America is a country where we help those that don't have a place don't feel persecuted feel give us your tired your poor your huddled masses did we forget about that we did have... we did we all forget about the fucking inscription at the base of the statue of liberty that's what this country was built on you need help you need to fucking improve your situation you need a chance to make something better sure Come on over here. We'll give you that chance. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. We're going to give you the chance. You got to do it. 
you you still need to take those steps to go through that and and make that for yourself. We'll give you the path, but you have to walk it. Exactly. And it's it's that simple. It's that simple. So what an awesome episode. Andrew, thank you. I thought it went really well. I thought it went great. I think we should probably do some more of these. I agree. Um, Good stuff. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, everybody. You guys are awesome. You guys are the best. You're the reason we do this. Um, I want to thank our pseudo-sponsors over at uh, Eagle Epoxy. Um, I think they changed their name. Um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that. And uh, we'll post it. Um, thank Genesee Beard Company. Check their shit out because they make your beard feel good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I think the point of today was just, just love your neighbor. Just watch it. I'm, I'm not even going to use love your neighbor. I'm just going to say watch out for each other out there. That's that's. All I'm not it is. saying you gotta you gotta you know you see somebody out there struggling. See if you can throw them a line. I'm not saying you can every time. I'm not saying you're always in a place where you can help everybody out that needs a hand. But hey, you see somebody struggling, even just fucking talking to somebody and letting somebody just spew their nonsense, even that can help. Look out for those around you. I think that's I think that's really in in terms of this episode. I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, so with that being said, thanks everyone. Everybody be good. Mm-hmm. Take care of each other. Try not to kill each other. <laughs> Bye. Bye. They come from butt.